And then November it came back to life. Who, like I, us? I, like no, me no, and you? I just, I just thought, me and you are society. Like, I was thinking, like, when when Trump got elected, like, it felt like the the dam broke. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be riots in the streets. Like, fucking the apocalypse is coming. And then for a while, it was like, I guess it's not that bad. And now I'm like, it, oh, my God, the temperature. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like fucking reading Rainbow, like, where, like, the fucking books are coming to life. Like, I feel like social studies class is, like, coming to life. It's like a live-action movie and shit. Like, fucking okay. 1844. I feel Remember like, racism? It's back, and it's better than ever. I feel like it's, like, when you're getting high, and at first you're like, I'm not that high. I can still drive. I'm fine. All right. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God. I can't fucking lift my left arm. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> That's where I feel like we're at right now. We're not I at know. the point where we're, like, passed out with, like, nacho cheese on our face. But right now I'm like, I can't lift my arms. Dude, that's a scary-ass thought, man. Yeah. But it's weird because, like, everything that's been happening, like, this last couple week or so, like, I was in Vegas. So, like, yeah. I, like, I saw it, like, on Facebook here and there. Like, I was, like, walking to the Bellagio or whatever, like, to watch the little fountain show, the cute little fountain show or whatever. And all of a sudden it's just all, like lady dies after a car smashes into protesters. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I can't wait to get home to look this up. And then, like, Tuesday, I go to fucking the Dallas Cowboys training camp. So, like, I've been, like, like out of it for, like, the last, like, week or so. And then, like, last night, like, you were texting me, like, hey, let's do the podcast about, like, you know, the protests and, you know, all the shit that's going on. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. Let me, let, me, let me research this. And I was watching the Vice News documentary that was, like, detailing, like, that Charlottesville yeah. um, protest. And that shit is scary as fuck. Like, dude, it is scary. Someone posted it on Facebook today. I watched it too, so I'm glad we both watched it. Yes, dude. Because I feel like Vice, they do such a good job because it's so raw, so unedited. Like, and I, I mean, it got like in there, like with like those pro, like the the alt right or Nazis or whatever yeah. they are. We're talking about with like that hipster blonde girl, right? That's the one yeah, with like, the okay. big glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She like does that ride along. Yeah. Like, Who let the press in here? Yeah. Yeah. We gotta let the press out to get this guy, this brother in get her out but yeah man like they're scary like there's like big old like monster under my bed scary and then there's like real life scary like there's like people actually out there that are like that like like Oildale like I always knew Oildale was kind of like that but it was always like oh they just get drunk and like say racist shit like in their little double wide but like those people don't actually like go out and do shit like that's so 1940s like it is it was like powerful dude like there's all these fucking (laughs) <laughs> like uh, what's his name uh, Michael Rappaport he said it best like all these like little fuck boys like with their little tiki torches or whatever yeah. like they, they got so organized so quick it's like and they all got ins- like it seems like they all got inspired by Trump like when he got in president you know? yeah definitely and I was kind of in the same boat as you like during the weekend I had all these plans and I was hanging out with I was having the time of my life not really paying attention to the news and then um, it was it Saturday when everything like all of a sudden like all hell broke loose Mm -hmm. and then um i couldn't believe it dude like i was just like this is insane like uh, i kept seeing all these facebook posts and as like as the everything started to escalate uh, escalate Escalate. um and then um 
when that lady got ran over, when they showed the footage, because that footage came out so quick of, yeah. like, the protesters being ran over, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is insane. Like, this is happening here in America. This is, mm-hmm. like... And, like, right away, I was like, you know, this is terrorism. This is crazy. And, like, um, that's the thing that really, like, started to change what this podcast was going to be about because originally I, I was like kicking around the idea like oh man I want to talk about Bitcoin I want to talk about a deep web and I want to talk about all this like shady shit that's going on online yeah and so like I was like pretty pretty set on that and like all of a sudden when that happened I was like dude we can't because this is history like unfolding right now in front of us and like you know years from now like when my children ask me about this and my grandchildren or whatever whatnot like it's just like i, I want to document this like right now like well everything's brand new and raw and is it what's weird about it is is like i that i know i said this before but like i've, I've grew up i've to me i kind of grew up kind of oblivious i guess to racism like i mean we've all i think experienced like very minor racism or um seen you know very minor racism but this is like full-fledged like like LA riots, full fledged, like, you know, Watts, 1950s, you know, like, uh, civil rights movement, like, hated, like, like I said, it's like social studies class, like, came alive or whatever. And it's just like, I feel like this has to be, like, documented, you know, not, you know, warped by, you know, whatever side comes out at the other end of it, you know, and it's just like, I'm so glad I watched that Vice News special because, you know, you watch the news, you know, you watch CNN, and, you know, they give you, you know, like, you know one side of it and then you know fox news of course they'll give you another side of it where it's just like and then you hear the president saying oh it's all sides or whatever and it's like no like there is very specific like you had these like racist nazis come out that to you know proclaim that they're taking their country back and for what i don't know why they're they have such a beef with the jews all of a sudden like <laughs> like was, i think that's always kind of been there yeah i mean i know that's like always been like the nazi narrative but it's just like like, it made no sense. Like, isn't Jared Kushner, like, Donald Trump's, like, son-in-law? Like, oh, yeah. And then, like, I don't know if... Is it in the Vice City? Or I don't know if I saw it in a different one because I was, like, watching all these, like, Nazi documentaries where uh, they bring that up and they're, like, the only difference between me and Trump is I wouldn't let my beautiful daughter date a Jew. Yeah. And I was, like, is that from Vice? Yeah, it is from oh, Vice, okay, actually. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. But... Yeah, he brings that up and I was, like, God damn, man. Like, I didn't even... That shit... I, that, I don't even... That's not even on my level. Like, I don't even pay attention to that. Like who's Jewish or not Jewish? I know you're all white people with me. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, you all look the same. Like, yeah. but anyways, oh, eat mayonnaise. Not to backtrack a little bit, but you know, like the origins of this is um, they're trying to keep a statue, the Robert Robert E. Lee statue mm-hmm. in you Charlottesville. Know? And, and to me, like that already is like that doesn't even make sense to me. That is that is kind of like if we went to war with the country. Let's just say we fought terrorism, and we beat them, right? We kill, we kill. Let's say, let's say ISIS. Let's, like, just, let's just say we kill. Not Saddam Hussein. Osama bin Laden, right? Let's say we kill Osama bin Laden. We went to war with Osama bin Laden, and all of a sudden we're like, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and put an Osama bin Laden statue up. And just, it's like, just why? Why? Why yeah. are you doing this? This doesn't make sense. And they're like, we got, we gotta, we gotta keep our, our heritage and our culture. And it's like, first of all, like that, that was like the biggest form of treason ever. You know, like when they declared a whole new country. You know, when Jefferson Davis became, you know, the Southern pre- or the Confederate president. Yeah, this is first of all, this is every time I hear this, this is American her- American history, and this is their heritage. 
I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, that shit is gone. That country lost. The Confederacy lost. Like, yeah. American soldiers died fighting for that. Like, how unpatriotic is it that anyone would even, like, be okay with having a Robert E. Lee statue, mm-hmm. you know, on American soil? It's like, dude, people died fighting this guy. Mm-hmm. Fighting for freedom. And I, I was like... You know, we live in California. We're kind of, like, way out on the liberal left over here. We don't have Robert E. Lee statues over here. Actually, we do, man, because I was watching something on that. There's actually Confederate, like, uh, statues and monuments here in California, like in San Diego. There's really? one. Yeah, in San Francisco, like the Bay Area, like well, places you would never expect. One of the things about – I'm glad you bring up San Francisco and the Bay Area is, you know, it wasn't that long ago where there was the, like, Berkeley riots. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came up during the whole report, because the Saturday when that happened, I had all these plans to hang out with a couple of friends that night. So during the day, I didn't have anything going on. So I was just, like, watching TV. And one of the news reporters goes on and starts talking about how they're also planning to have a very similar protest in Berkeley, California. And Berkeley, California is, like, super liberal, like, yeah. almost militarized liberal. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they're, like, really, really, like, you know, it's the younger, more aggressive college students that have, like, these very, like, we want to we fucking, like, Molotov cocktail, these motherfuckers type of thing. And I'm just like, man, like, honestly, like, I guess a younger version of me would have been like, fuck yeah, like, let's, let's, like, fight these Nazis or whatever. But now that I'm older, I'm like... You know, I'm all about protests. Like, I, I'm very, I'm very pro protesting. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm still very like on the by any means necessary. Like, growing up on these like Fred Hampton beliefs, but at the same time, like these are two very aggressive like parties, like the Nazis and the the Klan, the KKK, going up against these like super liberals who are gonna like willing to like burn down their city to get them out of their city. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Like, and especially it's so close to home now. Oh yeah, and it's like living here in Bakersfield, like where to me, it's like this has always been a conservative like town, but like as the years go by, like, I've seen it getting like a little bit more liberal. Like as you know, the older generation passes, but, like the older generation isn't passing without a fight. Yeah, and it's like like one of the big things that like I love to do, and I know it's one of my flaws, as I like going like on all the news channel like uh, Facebook posts and just like scrolling through like all the comments because they they you know they they were posting all weekend about it. And they were talking about should should they um, tear down the Confederate statues or whatever, and then like a lot of people were like, no, that's our heritage, that's beautiful, and it's so it's so great to see like you know the other side of it, like the you know I guess you can call it the left or the liberal side of it. I just call it like you know the level-headed <laughs> side of it. Like I don't even assign it like a a, a fucking direction. I, you know I just call it like the level heads. You know it's just like one person pointed out they're all like you know what like you know you right-wing folks you conservative folks like to bag on you know uh, you know liberals for you know handing out participation trophies you like to call us snowflakes but as soon as you know you know progress is made like you know the biggest uh participation trophy is you know that monument that's right there for robert e lee i mean he he you know like he doesn't i mean he's a, he lost he, yeah. he lost that war and all of a sudden he gets a monument what what are we monument monetizing right there you know it's just like he lost that war like and then they're all like well you can get rid of a statue but you can't get you can't erase history and that's not what the report we're saying here it's just like we don't need to glorify you know what that stood for what the confederacy stood for and it stood i mean 
first of all, yeah, I mean, it's, to me, it's like a lightning bolt of racism. And not only that, but it, it, it's a, a sign of treason, you know. And to me, like, the Republican conservative side likes to, you know, pretend, you know, that they're, you know, the most patriotic people or whatever. But, like, how can you glorify something that it, it is a treasonous act? Like, no one's trying to get rid of this history. Like, this will still be in the social studies books at the end of the day, your history books. You're still going to learn about the Confederacy. But it's just, like, it doesn't need a monument. It doesn't need to be, you know, glorified like in, you know, the... Uh, town square or whatever you know like that should be reserved for like true americans that did true you know great things to progress us not to take us back or to um depress a certain class of people at all yeah i agree i mean you're still gonna like future generations i didn't have uh 9-11 textbooks because i was like living through 9-11 when yeah. we were growing up so that wasn't in my textbooks but i'm sure like my kids will have 9-11 in their textbooks but i'm pretty sure they're not gonna have osama bin laden statues like in Osama bin Laden parks in Pakistan and yeah it's like no I mean not not even in Pakistan but like here in California here in the homeland like no you know like no one would be okay with that no but it's like you know like ignorance is bliss and like when you have generation after generation of like people in the south growing up with this as as a norm like I don't know I guess people kind of brainwash themselves uh, to believe these things yeah. And, and and one of the things one of the biggest things that like I feel like is always the like the thing that always holds everything down like is like miseducation and ignorance. Like ignorance is the biggest enemy oh, yeah. out there. Like there's there's no enemy. Like Trump is one thing, all this other shit, Breitbart's another thing, like you know, the Klan is another thing, but there's only one true enemy and that's ignorance. And so you know that's that's the worrisome part to me that you have like this whole all these you know undereducated people that are every time you hear them say something and all of a sudden you hear them drop some big words it just sounds like regurgitated garbage that they read online yeah. or someone's been feeding them and it's just like you know you just like somebody more educated than you wrote that shit yeah. told you that shit and brainwashed you into believing that shit like it it just bothers me so much that it's like 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 how can you how can you say like only like white americans should live here where it's like dude yeah. these are this is like a fucking native american country like exactly. you came here as an immigrant you did this is this isn't your land like this is this this is not your land like the entire uh, western part of america used to be mexico and like now you want to build a wall now you want to proclaim that you know your soil your blood like no like if anything like the fucking Yoka Indians here in Bakersfield, this is their soil, their blood. You know, you're the one that invaded and, you know, toppled over their, you know, beliefs. Now we have the most polluted air in the world when this used to be some of the best air in the world, you know? And it's just like, it's such, it's such a hypocritical mindset. And one thing I wanted to bring up, too, that I was reading earlier today, I forgot who, who wrote the article, but, you know, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just going to paraphrase it. And it's just like so, and I know I've said this in the past too, like it's so funny, these people on the, the far right or the alt right or whatever you want to call it, you know, these people, those dudes with the tiki torches and the, you know, the neo-Nazis <laughs> yeah. or whatever, whatever you want to call them. It's so Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> the, Starbucks Nazis. Yeah. Or even the like little bald-headed ones or whatever, that <laughs> whatever. Fucking, with their AKs and shit. Um, if, if you notice, like... To me, I've, I've made this parallel too, and then this article was pointing out that 
everything that they stand for and everything they hate, they're so closely related to like Muslim extremists. So very closely related to them. Like, okay, it's all about keeping, you know, their heritage pure. You know, there's these foreign invaders. And then when you look at the, the agenda of ISIS and, you know, all these, like, extreme, you know, um, Muslim terrorists or whatever, and you look at all the domestic terrorists, like the neo-Nazis, the KKK, and just general racists in general, um, it's very closely, it follows, like, the ISIS playbook. And they couldn't be on farther spectrums of, like... <laughs> the political landscape but they're so close in their ideals and it's just like to me that that was that was like a fucking uh, a light bulb that went off i was just like wow you hate it it's like the, i guess like that seinfeld episode like you would never date someone exactly like you yeah. and i think that's what it is too like they hate themselves like it's part of it to me it's like i think it's a mental illness where it's just like you know they want something so bad but they it's like an inner hate well i feel like like ignorance is that big thing that ties it all together yeah whenever you have nothing going for yourself like you're gonna try to attach your name to a bigger cost than yourself yeah so like let's say you're just like you know like fill in the blank billy from the south from mississippi and you're just like well shit like i don't have a great job i'm never gonna like i'm never gonna be a millionaire i'm never gonna like data supermodel never gonna but i see it online i see it on tv all the time why is that not my life yeah and it's like you have this these people telling you you know like you have all these fucking immigrants taking your jobs you have jewish people like that control the wealth in america like they are the reason you're being held down they're the reason you're just like mm-hmm. living in a shitty town in Mississippi. And, it, and it doesn't help that, that they're so isolated I think away from you know other cultures too like all they know is what's around them or whatever and so it's so convenient for them to attach that to somebody else or yeah. another culture or whatever but like when you go to like places like Hollywood or San Francisco or any places like very you know very diverse and multicultural like you don't have those ideals as a matter of fact you have the opposite of that you know people who are around other people my mom for example like her best friend right now is this guy, this shop owner, this Syrian shop owner that is like down in the ghetto or whatever. Every yeah. day she goes to that shop just because, you know, they've developed like this friendship, you know, and all she does is she buys a coffee and she buys a beef jerky to feed that dude's German shepherd. And it's just like, go back 10 years ago, my mom was one of those people that thought all Muslims were horrible people. And fast forward 10 more years, and this is like all of a sudden like her best friend. Like, her views have been changed, all because she's been exposed to somebody who's not a part of like that extreme set, who's just an everyday, ordinary person just trying to make a living, you know? And and that's what, what what it is, too. It's just like when you're not exposed to something on a daily basis, of course it's easy and convenient to blame those other people, you know? Yeah. And to me, it, it goes back to my childhood when I was growing up. You know, I had... Arab friends. I have Cambodian friends. I had, of course, a lot of Mexican friends because he's Bakersfield. What is a show off? I had no friends. <laughs> what can I say? I'm so popular. But um, no, I mean, I, I was exposed. I mean, even if they weren't my friends, like I know who was like a good kid and who was a bad kid. You know, and there was good and bad in every race. So it wasn't about like this specific race of people are bad or or this um, type of person is bad. No, it was just like there was good and bad in everybody. And it's just like that's been my mindset ever since. It's just like, and I've seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah. You know, and it's and going back to your point when you have Billy from the South, you know, who can't um, 
can't figure out why his life isn't great, you know? Like, he's being told that, you know, he has white privilege, but he doesn't see it. You know, it's convenient to attack that, you know, that ideal. Yeah, man. Honestly, like, you know, I grew up with different values than Billy from the South, generic, <laughs> generic Billy from the South. But, you know, like, I came here uh, and, like, and, you know, I'm, I feel like, like, my people in general, like Mexican, I'm Mexican. I don't know if you guys can tell from my voice, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like you know, like everything, everything's gonna be slightly different. We are not like a white guy, mm-hmm. and and I don't get that. Like you know, like I have two older sisters that are like very successful in their fields, and like nothing was given to them. Everything was more difficult. We grew up in the hood. We grew up with like so many disadvantages but like there is no like poor me there is no like like feeling sorry for yourself like Mm -hmm. that's the thing that really bothers me it's like no one's taking anything from you in life you have to go out and get it Mm -hmm. and like I feel like it's like what a pussy ass like reaction to life to like say that someone is taking anything from you like no one's taking shit like life is not given like Everything in life is earned. And if you're not earning that shit, then what the fuck are you doing? Like, go out and earn your fucking, like, mm-hmm. meal. There's no meal ticket. You fucking go out and you earn that shit. Yeah, Billy from the South. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> sorry sorry to, 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 to put it that way, but, you know, like, you know, I come from my... my my grandma, she, like, marched with, like, the marches here because she was a field worker. My whole family, like, I have so many uncles that are, like, field workers. Like... That's just, you know, like, that's not, like, there's no resume for working in the field. You just go and you bust your ass. But they all work to get their kids through to school and, like, to pay for their, to pay for Higher college. Education. You know, you, you pay for these things and, like, you pay the price and it's a hard grind. And, like, if you're just not willing to grind, that's one thing, but no one's taking shit from you. And that's the thing that really, like, bothers me about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I feel like, to me, that's kind of, it, it goes into a little bit of, like, that white privilege thing or yeah. whatever, you know that's a whole different story but you know going you know while we're in the topic topic of like, like pussy ass I was just pussy ass things that annoy <laughs> me one of the things that really annoyed me about all this is you know it was just a week ago I guess two weeks now whenever North Korea was uh, threatening the United States because you know they had missiles and they still have missiles and like it was that was the topic you know a week prior to this Trump comes out He's talking about how he, you know, North Korea better be ready because we're we'll unleash hell all this stuff. Yeah, fire and fury like no one's ever like he's Targaryen or something. Yeah, like he's trying to sound so tough and like all this stuff. The minute this happens, it's like the most like shaky old man that's like, oh well, evil has many faces, um, both sides. Such a bullshit and response. it's just like what the fuck are you talking about like when did your balls get cut off like that's the <laughs> thing that really started to bother me and that's yeah. a, that's the minute I was like this is the topic we're talking about yeah like this cannot go like undiscussed mm-hmm. like um, and me I want to talk about that like going into white privilege and um nothing like going back to that Vice News um, documentary that documented this um it's so funny um Speaking of Trump, and I hate to keep bringing his name up, when he went to go talk in front of those police officers, where he's like, "If you see a bad guy, you know, doing bad things, like, can you put it your hand behind his head? Uh, just shove him in the car. Don't even put the hand behind the head. Just let him smack his head on the, you know, top of the roof car. 
the, the roof of the car. And he, we all knew what he was talking about between the lines. You know, he's you know encouraging police brutality or whatever, you know, through the veil of, oh, just bad guys or whatever, right? And so when I was watching this documentary, I saw, like, all these, like, white nationalists and, you know, I don't even know what to call them, just, like, all these assholes, these white assholes, like, getting, you know, escorted away by the police and then... When they have to like subdue them and put them in the car, they're they're very gentle with them. They're A47s, fucking torches, machetes. This one dude had a full on like Pancho Villa like bullet vest on or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like they have all these like assault weapons. And like the main guy, like that main racist dude that was in there, like he was like showing off all these guns. Like he had a gun like on his fucking ankle. He had a gun like in his chest. He had like he was oh yeah. And just conveniently, I have like a a, a big AK-47 over here too. And so it's just like, what the hell? And, like, they're just, like, gently putting him in the police car. And it's just like, you know if, like, that person was black, like, they would not be treating him so well. Yeah. Like, or that, or they would be dead. Like, there's, like, no, like, if ands, or buts about it. Like, to me, and, like, it, like that's white privilege right there. Like, to, for me, like, like, my eyes are open. Like, there's no such thing as, like, there's no white privilege. Like, I have to earn everything just like you. No, like, no, you know damn well that fucking... You know, if that was a black person in that situation, or a Mexican person, or anybody of color, like they would be dead on the street, like right yeah. then and there. No, I, I agree, one hundred percent. I mean, there was—I don't know who did this, but it was like they took, um, they took a black guy, and they, they, uh, they had the the cops called on him. He didn't have any weapons on him, and um, the cops like tackled him on the floor to like search him for guns and all this stuff and then it turns out he didn't have a gun so i don't know if this was vice that that did this like experiment and then they took another they took a white guy who's like walking down the street with an ak-47 and then um like the cops like ask him like hey what are you doing with that ak he's like oh (laughs) can i carry a gun legally and they're like yeah you can carry a gun legally just be safe and then like they just drove off like nothing happened I mean, there's all these little, like, differences, you know, like, just the, just the way we, like, view society as, like, mm-hmm. as, like, you know, when, when, when you're a, when you're a black man, you're, you're just viewed differently, mm-hmm. and, like, that's just the way society is, I mean, like, the cards are stacked against you, like, if you're a black man, like, or anybody of color, really, yeah, if you're, and I always tell this story, too, and, I mean, just to give background on myself, I know I said it a couple times before, but I'm half Mexican and I'm half white. Right now, I, I'm, you know, just off of work or whatever. I got my hair done pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like, got my blue <laughs> eyes shining or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm looking like a full-on, like, white boy right now, right? If I was to get in my car right now, which is a pretty nice, you know, you know, fast-ass red car, if I was to get in there, I wouldn't, I like, I know for a fact, because I got to go gas up before work tomorrow morning anyways. I know for a fact if I pass by a cop, like, he's not going to look twice at me. Like, I know it's going to be easy going. But if I put on one of my, like, regular flannel shirts or whatever, and I put on, like, a night, one of my, like, L.A. Dodger hats, and I have, like, my fucking sunglasses on, which makes me look like a goddamn cholo, no matter if it's <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever brand they are, like, I'm going to get stopped. I'm going to ask what gang I'm in. I'm going to ask what each one of my tattoos mean because it's happened before, and it happens a lot. I mean... I've said this before, like, you know, I'll average, you know, getting pulled over once a month at least. You know, and I know that's not a lot, you know, for some people that might be listening, you know, who are <laughs> darker pigmentation than me. Yeah. But I, I do notice that difference. When I look a little bit more ethnic, 
I get a little bit more shade from the police, you know? Yeah, I, I don't really get that much police around me. Because you're a goddamn white boy. No, no. I, <laughs> well, I used to. I remember, like, I used to, whenever I would go study at the park, because I used to go study at, at the park, Seaman Park. Seaman I would, honestly, I would get the cops calling me at least once a week. And they would just go and check up on me. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Like, to the point where I was like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I think I just learned to avoid the police now. Yeah. I don't go running. I don't go for runs in the street anymore. Like, You're still on a TV. Yeah, no. I remember one time it was... It was wintertime, and I just had a hoodie on, and I was out for a run. And, like, I just got stopped by a cop, and I was like, dude, there's other people here running. Like, just because... I don't know. So, that, to the point where I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking... I'd rather just get fat than go for jobs. <laughs> like, it's not even worth it anymore. Especially, like, when that Trayvon Martin thing happened, I was like... I, I really thought to myself, like, dang, I could have been the next Trayvon Martin. Like, all I'm doing is going for jogs with hoodies on. Yeah. And, like... And, like, I would not be surprised if I was shot. And it's just, like, dude, that's the way society just views you. Society just views you as more dangerous because you're a black man or you're a Mexican man. Like, you're just... I, I Sometimes I'll go to, like, um, to, like, Lassen's that, like, that, um, that, like, hippie store. Because I'm into some hippie shit. So, like, I'll go there and I'll go get my, like... Wheatgrass shots. Yeah, so like, I, it sucks because I I live a fine balance of like I go in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna be surrounded by like older white people, very like liberal like white people, but at the same time they look at me and I I sometimes I get off of work and I look like shit, like my hair is all messy and I'm wearing like some like faded ass band shirt, and my clothes <laughs> is my clothes is dirty, and I don't really care, so because you know whatever the fuck I'm buying my like wheatgrass and. You're such a liberal. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm buying my wheatgrass <laughs> and my sweet potato potato chips because they're way healthier than regular potato chips. And so, like, dude, I get so many stares that it's just like... Well, didn't Jenny's sister, um, Stephanie, did she say something, too, like, on Facebook? Like, she gets the same thing, too? And she's not, like, a very, like, abrasive-looking person. She's Mexican, by the yeah. way, too. She looks very, like... I, I mean, I'm not saying this in a bad way. She's very whitewashed Mexican-looking. And, like, she was saying the same thing, too. Like, when she goes and buys her fancy cheeses at, like, Whole Foods or Lassen's or whatever and, like, her wine or whatever, like, she gets, like, followed around the store and stuff. And, like, that's... And it's, like, I've seen that, you know? Like... Dang, that sucks. Like, I don't know how less threatening you can look than Jenny's sister. Yeah, I know. It's, like... like a five-foot-tall, like, skinny little girl. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know that. I didn't read that. (laughs) No, yeah, I saw that. And I was just, like, God damn. Like, but anyways, it's just, like, yeah, it's, like... Why is there this perception, you know, like, and it's coming to light. And my only hope, though, is that when things like this come to light, like when people like me who are just like, oh, that's something that happened in social studies class like a long time ago. I mean, we're past that now. And like it's still alive and active today and you can't deny it. Like my only hope, though, is it's like in four years or three years or ten years or however long it takes, like that we'll fucking we'll heal from this and become stronger. You know, yeah, and like I mean, to me, it 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 can only get better from here because hopefully, man, honestly, that's what I thought four months ago. <laughs> it's it can only get better. Well, I mean, I mean, not anytime soon, I don't yeah. think, but it, you know, my hope is that you know, it's just you know, the more that this is exposed, the more that the light bulbs will start going off in people's heads because I think that's what it is. You hit the nail on the head when you said it's ignorance. You know, a lot of people are ignorant to these, you know, 
these facts like the people that follow like Tommy Lauren or whatnot like they're they're you know they they live in this bubble where racism doesn't exist yeah. I have I, I work with a black lady at work and, and I don't see color yeah <laughs> to me that's the stupidest <laughs> thing that ever is, anyone that's ever said I don't see color is like go fucking eat a bag of dicks because that makes no sense it doesn't no it doesn't because it's like of course you see color but it's how you it's like Trevor Noah said it's how you treat that color like if you treat that person any different then, then, yeah, okay, you're, you're a fucking asshole, though, you know, it's like, yeah. but anyone who says that, it's like the same as, like, well, I got plenty of black friends, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you just, you you know Judy from work, like, that's all you know, you know, it's just like, no, come on, get the fuck out <laughs> your of here. Your friends are not your, your co-workers are not your friends. <laughs> you know, well, some of mine are, mm-hmm. well, you used well, to be my co-worker. Well, no, I mean, okay, yeah, I agree, but I feel like there's, like, Every time I hear that shit, it's always like, well, I have that one black friend that I talked to in my science class. And it's like, yeah, but you don't fucking hang out with him. He doesn't want to hang out the, with you. The, cashier, the cashier at Albertsons is black. I'm, I'm nice to her. Like, I'm not racist. I shook a black man's hand today, so I can't be racist. <laughs> like, I let him touch me. I allowed him to do that. Like, yeah. And, like, okay, going back to the whole, like, white privilege thing, like, today on Facebook I posted this thing where it's like, remember when Obama... Like, got so much shit because he saluted soldiers when he was holding a Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks, like, yeah. Like, can you imagine how perfect Obama had to be, like, being the first black president? Like, everything was under scrutiny. Everything was under a microscope. Yeah, like, his, his like, biggest, like, his biggest controversies involved the Starbucks cup. Like, it was just, like, these, and like... drones. Yeah, it Drone was, like, attacks. Yeah. Little, little things that, like, like, I, we... They would just not even, not even on this president's radar, because the everything's under mag. Like we're about to go into the civil war. We're about to go into World War Three. We're all gonna die soon. Like it's just that bad. Whereas it's like I don't even know. Should I even be saving anymore? Should I just go buy a Ferrari at this point? Like I don't even know if like tomorrow's guaranteed. Like everything's just so scary right now that it's just like man, you you gotta admit whether you liked Obama or not, like life was pretty good yeah Uh, like whether you voted for him or not like life was pretty good and it felt good to look up out of your president and see an actual some like somebody who acted presidential yeah i wouldn't even say acted because it you know that that kind of makes it sound like this is all an act but i feel like he was really that smart and he was really that well spoken yeah yeah, like he could really answer your questions as truthfully as an as a public official can and even if you disagreed with him because i remember watching uh an interview he did with bill maher and, like, there was some stuff, like, he was talking about, like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I agree with you on that. But, like, even though, like, I like I respected his side. Like, there was no, like, malice or evil undertones with it at all. Like, it was just like, oh, okay, I can respect your opinion. I respectfully disagree with you, but it's all good, man. Yeah. So, that was basically Saturday for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that was, like, everything Sunday. we just talked Everything we just talked about, that was basically all one day. That was Saturday. Damn. Going to to Sunday, like you know, to make it a little more local, you know, Saturday, oh, yeah. Saturday or Sunday, or, bleh, Sunday, we had a big march here in town, where like I was really surprised by how many people showed up to that. Like in the streets of Bakersfield, sure looked. Did you go to it? No, I wasn't able to go to it. I, I, I got a crazy story about that. I don't know if I should tell it on here. I'll tell it. Fuck it. Uh, I went to Kernville and like got super fucking wasted <laughs> at Kern Brewery. And, uh, it was We're like, in the midst of a civil war and you're over here getting drunk. Dude, oh, okay. You know what though? I was getting drunk with white people. 
I was being, I was like spraying diversity. That was probably the first time they saw a Mexican person for like a really long time. And so like, it was cool, man. I actually was uh, drinking with some dude that had a Trump shirt on. Oh God. Yeah, he had a Trump <laughs> shirt on and he was pretty cool, man. He was not, he, I'll say this about Trump supporters. They're not all like fucking idiots. Like that guy is just like a big second amendment dude. And he was just like, I, I get that. Like I, I get why you're supporting the Republican party. But he would have supported anybody. Ted Cruz. Yeah, he would have supported Ted Cruz. So, like, he wasn't a complete idiot. He wasn't, like, a close-minded guy, but he wasn't big. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Getting drunk, okay. Getting drunk, getting drunk with all these Trump supporters is fun, <laughs> whatever. I so come, Trump supporters know how to party? Uh, they know how to drink. <laughs> okay. They can keep up. So, come back to Bakersfield. It's that Russian connection, I guess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> took me a sec- that was so good. It took me a second to get it. He's still drunk, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. We drunk. So I come back to Bakersfield. I'm kind of keeping in contact with my friend uh, Martin Chavez, who, if you don't know, his parents own. I think he owns it too. Martin's Meat Market. Oh yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Martin's Meat Market. Yeah, go shout buy some- out, shout out to Martin's Meat Market. I don't know if you want to do that plug real quick. Yeah, go buy some meat. Yeah. Shout out to Martin's Meat Market. Shout out to Martin's family. Shout out to the Farmer's Market. It happens on Saturdays. Go support them. They're out there cooking you guys tri-tip sandwiches or whatever. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah, he's, like, keeping me in contact with that. He's, like, saying he's going to be out there. He starts live streaming it all. I'm like, man, the, you know, like, I felt really, really, like, united with all those people because I knew so many people that are out there. Like... It was really cool. It was really like a big positive message that um, that really like for for a split second I was like, man, Big Show's really come a long way because Big Show always been has always been associated with like Republicanism, Republican, and like you know like if if there was ever gonna be like hatred in California, it was gonna be here in Big Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then today, like Jacob sends me this thing where it's like someone drew a swastika somewhere or like. Well, wrote, no. Um, uh, it was um, I forgot what neighborhood it was, but it's like get ready for the war, and it was like this big old swastika. Like, um, I forgot what neighborhood it was, but it was like a neighborhood like it was just like okay, like there's a large like ethnic population or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was written in red, big old swastika, and it's like get ready to, for a war, and then like get out and stuff uh-huh. like that. And it's just like so like like because you had just like told me like hey we should do like a rate like one about you know the stuff that's been going on you know you know charlottesville and whatnot and i was like all right let me let me do some research though because you know i'm still in vegas mode you know i still yeah still uh still not a little bit sober here and um you know so i'm like i'm trying to get out of that haze or whatever trying to get back into a more serious mindset and the first thing i open up to like on google is just like bakersfield like swastika like you know it's just like oh god like if this isn't a sign i don't know what is yeah dude i don't know it felt this felt like the right topic to talk about this felt Mm -hmm. like the right time to talk about it yeah we were due for a serious one yeah we had to do a serious one we didn't want to get too serious but at the same time though that's a part of our personality i mean i mean we can be silly we can joke you know we can do whatever or whatever Sports or yeah. whatever, what have you. We can talk about puppies or whatever. But at the same at the same time, though, it's like me, like I, you know, I have these strong feelings, you know. And what I, what's, it's not about left or right with me. It's about what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. You know, what's going on right now is totally fucking wrong. 
Like, who fucking slams a car through, you know, a sea of protesters? Like, I don't care if you disagree with them. Like, nothing warrants that. Like, I don't care if they were throwing rocks at you. You just get away from the situation, you know? You don't, like, slam into, you know, innocent people. Um, I don't care where you're at in this world. Like, that's just not acceptable, you know? And to me, like, it's not even about free speech either. Like, that's what they're going around saying as well. They're saying, like, well, they, they only want to protect speech that it's convenient to their narrative. And it's like, no, like, it, hate speech is different than, you know, just regular, like, I'm questioning the government here. You know, yeah. that's that's what that free speech stands for. And it's just like when you're when – you're, what you're saying, what you're spewing, you know, incites violence, you know, and your actions. Like who, who, who goes to a peaceful protest? Because they kept saying that too, those neo-Nazis. Like, oh, we're, we're peacefully protesting. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, they're locked and loaded with like fucking seven guns on themselves. Yeah, they all had shields and helmets on. Like they were expecting a fight. Like yeah. they were there to incite a crowd. They, were, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And – to me, it's just like they, they wanted that. They want they wanted that war. Yeah. And it's just like that shouldn't be protected at all. You know, and when it's something different, like when you're seeing spirituals and you're having a sit-in and you're singing songs or even chanting things with just like little cardboard signs. That's that that's to me like that's peaceful protesting. Like I don't yeah. care if you agree with that narrative or not, but that's different than preparing for fucking like a fucking doomsday. Or yeah. Whatever. They weren't marching with candles, they were marching with I guess I was gonna say torches, but I guess they're tiki torches. Like <laughs> the pussiest thing I've ever heard. Right. But yeah, man. And then I think the other thing that they tried to to point out was like, well, Black Lives Matters is also like a hate group. No, they're not. And, yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Like, I don't understand how people try to like turn it into that. And it's just like, uh, you know, the people always point out that video where it's like the YouTube video where it's like people marching and they're like fry them like bacon thing and it's just like really that's your hate that's that's your terrorist group like argument it's like get out that's not even an argument like that nah get out of here with that like we're talking about like hundreds of years of oppression (laughs) disadvantage yeah and and, oh god there's so many things that bother me about about this Mm -hmm. about like white people I think at one point white people were like chanting like white lives matter like that was part of their like speech that they were giving out and it's just like dude no one's saying white lives don't matter just saying like you have these people that have been have been oppressed for years like no one in America has it worse than like a dark skinned uh, a woman of color I would say a woman of color in America is like you're at the bottom of the totem pole and if you're a white guy you're at the you have, you have all of the advantages in life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see that, like, if you don't understand that concept, then you're just completely blind you're to reality. You're, like, lost. you're lost and you're ignorant, and you know? And, I mean, I can see how ignorance can fall into that. Like, you get into this, this bubble, you get into this shell, and you think that the whole world is like this bubble that you're in. And, you know, I think I'm guilty of that, too, you know, where you start to... You feel like, oh man, like like I said earlier, you know, it's like this stuff doesn't happen anymore. That's such that's social studies, you know, that that's history class, you know. But, <clears throat> but like you know, that's what I think it is. People get in this bubble and they think that you know every place is like that, like their little bubble or whatever, and it's not. Like you go to um, what's that show my girlfriend makes me watch? Like Ninety Day Fiance. It's a place called Sin. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. It's, okay. It's shout yeah, it out. Sounds, to, that sounds made up. But <laughs> no, no. 
It, there's a show on TLC called 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> and it's about like these people like who come over, you know, from another country, and they have 90 days to get married to their fiance or whatever. But my whole point of bringing this up is. There's this one couple or whatever that's on there. Like, she brought over somebody from Tunisia to get married to. And she lives in Sandusky, Ohio, I want to say. And every time I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is, like, the most, like, whitest place I've ever seen. And it's just, like, everybody there is, like, white. Like, the barista, like, at the Starbucks they go to is white. Like, the fucking, like, the McDonald's they go to, everybody there is white. And it's like, I've never seen that before. Like, I mean, there's no, like, minority there. The only minority person there is, like, the little fiancé she brought over from Tunisia. And then... and then, like, further down in the in the, the story, like, you know, they, you know, try to get, like, separated or whatever because, you know, he didn't want to be married to her anymore or whatever. And, um, like, her family, like, they're all, like, atypical, like, Trump supporters. And you can tell, like, they've said, like, some racist words. Like, like you can just tell. And, like, everything on there is like, well, he's just a goddamn Muslim. You should never have trusted him. And it's just like, wow, like no wonder you have like this like viewpoint on it like when all of that is around you is nothing but like white 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 and you see something on fox news or you see your president fucking say something you know about this like it generalize everybody and of course like you're gonna have like those fucking you know reservations because you're fucking ignorant and you don't you don't know anything else yeah yeah but Shout out to 90 Day Fiance for sponsoring the podcast. Damn, dude. That's a good reference. I didn't even know that was a real thing. Yeah. That's what happens when you, you get in a relationship. You watch girly shows. Yeah. God damn. That is really... I, God, man. I had, <laughs> I had to watch um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. I thought that was pretty bad. Oh, that's, that's worse, I think. Is it? I, no, I, I would just zone out. I would just stare into the abyss and l- pretend to laugh. <laughs> 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 I would just memorize things. Fuck, that show is terrible. Yeah. It's not Big Bang Theory terrible, but it's pretty fucking terrible. Dude, if I did anybody to watch that show, I'd maybe fucking Dude, get dumped right away. I'd kill myself if I had to watch Big Bang Theory. But let's bring up something more manly, because like, I feel like I need my man card back Oh, yeah, what are you going to say? I was just saying, okay, like, let's look at Colin Kaepernick for right now. Oh, dude, I'd love to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Okay, let's establish something first, first and foremost right here. I hate the 49ers. Fuck them. Fuck every single one of their fake-ass fans. And for the record, as a football player, I hate Colin Kaepernick. But as a person, what's happening with him right now is fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, you mean to tell me, and I know you're a Bears fan. Yeah. You mean to tell me, like, fucking Jay Cutler can get a fucking starting position in this league and Colin Kaepernick can't even get a backup position in this league? Yeah. Uh, I remember when that whole thing was happening, like, last year when he was still in the league, um... I was I was honestly like, I was pretty disappointed in some 49ers fans and I was disappointed in a couple of Bears fans as well cuz eventually the 49ers were going to come to Soldier Field and um uh, which is where the Bears play. And so I was I, I was reading all these like really hateful things from like Bears fans that were like, oh, "I don't want that guy. That's not patriotic." And you know like the the big deal was that, you know, obviously Soldier Field is one of the last football fields that's not, like, you know, Staples Center or whatever, like, Taco Bell Superdome or whatever. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not one of those. When you go in there, it feels like you're going to a museum because everything is – everything on the walls as the march up to Soldier Field because you have to go up this, like, hill thing. It's, like it, – it's called, like, the the March of the Soldiers or something like that. And it's just, like – it's all dedicated to, to soldiers that have fought. 
and it's like right across you from Navy, Navy Pier, so it's a very patriotic thing, like when you're there, you know, it's like, it's very beautiful, and John Fox, the coach of the Bears, was talking about, like, you know, we don't have to address that, this is Soldier Field, none of my players are going to kneel during the anthem, and I was just kind of like, damn, like, you know, like, this guy is getting shit on, and all he's doing is, is exercising his First Amendment right, Yeah. and he's doing it in a completely nonviolent thing. Peacefully. And, yeah, and I was just like, I was seeing all this stuff online where, like, people were just shitting on him, like, left and right, and, like, like, for, even 49ers fans were turning on him and burning his jerseys, and, 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 like, and I didn't understand it, and I was just like, I don't like the 49ers, uh, the first game Colin Kaepernick ever played was actually against the Bears, and he beat the Bears, so, like, I had extra reason to hate the guy, <laughs> Yeah. and, um, and, but I didn't, and I was just like, dude, I fully support this guy. I fully support everything he's talking about. I I can't believe, like, he's getting so much shit on when, like, people are okay with Greg Hardy coming back, when Johnny Menzel is trying to come back into, like, make it in the NFL. I didn't understand that. I have a bigger problem with guys like that, like uh, Ray McDonald. Like, Ray, when, I remember when uh, the Bears signed Ray McDonald, who they cut later on, like, two weeks later, I was like, man, I'm so glad he's gone, because, like, those guys, to me, are, like, parasites. Uh, Jay Ratliff, who played for both the Bears and, and, the, the and the Cowboys, like, that guy's a complete parasite. Like, to me, like, those are people that, like, don't belong, don't shouldn't have a second chance, shouldn't have, not because of their political beliefs, but because they're just terrible people. Yeah. Like, they're just fucking, like, cancers in society. And I understand, but they keep getting second chances. Yeah. Third chances, fourth chances. Yeah, and it's just like, how is it those guys keep getting chances, and this guy, even though he hasn't committed a crime, he hasn't done all these things, he's given to charities, he's traveling around the world, like promoting all these really positive things, but because he kneels during the anthem and that's unpopular. He's you know not- another thing too, like okay, in Shaq's podcast, he has like a very conservative like co-host on there, mm-hmm. and he was going off about like how he hates Colin Kaepernick and how he, if he was an owner, he wouldn't sign him, all because of those pig socks he was wearing. Yeah, and I was just like, those are fucking socks that he was wearing during practice, and it's just like, like, in this climate, yeah, was that the smartest thing to do? Like this 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 environment of social media or whatever? No, it wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I got the joke. Like I like I established here, I'm I'm a 49er hater, like proud of it, um, and like Art said, like I, nothing gave me more fucking hemorrhoids than watching the 49ers go to the Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> with Colin. I was like, ah, I hate you, but like I got the joke. Like I didn't like as much hate as I have for the guy. Like it'd be like if Tom Brady was doing that. Like as much hate as I have for Tom Brady, I would get the joke. Like yeah. I'm not gonna publicly like say like ha 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 ha. Like I get it. But, like, inside, I'm like, oh, okay, I get the joke. Like, I, I get what you're saying right here. But it's not anything, like, so super bad. Like, it's not Ray Rice knocking out his girlfriend in an elevator bad at all. It's not Michael Vick fucking uh, killing dogs and fighting them bad. No, it's nothing like that at all. Yeah, even, like, Ben, Big Ben, like, that guy gets, has so many, like, sexual harassment oh, lawsuits yeah. against him, and he's still in the NFL. He's a fucking, like, he's, like, almost considered a god at this point. Yeah, it's just, I don't understand. There's so many guys that are just, like, keep getting these second chances and third chances, and I don't understand why we, we, we value these, like, talents. As long as you produce on the field, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But as long as you, like... And it's not even that, because you look at guys that 
guys that are going to start in the league, and, and you think about, like, Blake Bortles and, like, whoever the fuck is quarterbacking for the for the Browns and whoever's quarterbacking <laughs> for the Jets and whoever's quarterbacking for, like, um, the 49ers. Like, their current quarterback situation is a fucking mess. Like, yeah. like, so many teams, unless you have one of those, like, elite top ten guys, like, unless you have Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's elite, but he's, yes, like, he he's is. coming up. He's coming up, but I wouldn't say he's elite. He's future elite. How about that? Oh, uh, Man, I wouldn't even... I don't know. I, I would say, I would say he's he's the future. I guess I don't know. He has to be better than Russell Russell Wilson right now. I don't think he's Ooh. better than Russell Wilson right now. Yet. Yeah, well, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, we'll but get to that next. Have, time. Unless you have like Derek Carr, Derek Carr is elite. Yeah. Unless you have one of those guys, then. Then it's like, why the fuck is Colin Kaepernick not on your team? Why the fuck didn't the Ravens sign him after Joe Flacco goes down? Why the fuck didn't, like, so many teams, like, why wasn't he, like, on your radar? Why isn't he on, on, I feel like you look at a team like, like, the Cardinals. Like, the Cardinals are, like, ready to go to the Super Bowl if they had a quarterback that could stay healthy. It's like... He wasn't 45 years old. Yeah, it's just like, man, you guys are stacked at every position but quarterback, but you guys don't want to go get that guy. It To me, it's like... Shaq brought this up when he was talking about it on his podcast. He goes, he goes, I, like, I, I, he goes, I get it. Like, a lot of owners don't want, like, that bad press from, like, the conservative fans that will go out to the games or whatever and buy jerseys and stuff. He goes, I get it from a business end of it. Like, he's a lightning rod for that, you know, that all, you know, that right-wing hate or whatever, um, which has been empowered recently. He goes, I get that. And he goes, but I wish these owners would fucking man up and say that. Just be like, hey... We're not signing him because it's not because he's not talented, but because this might be a bad business move for us, you know, financially. And I agree with that, what Shaq said. I'm like, look, you know, just be fucking real with it. Just, like, say why you're not doing it. Like, there's no reason why he wouldn't fit in Seattle. Seattle would be a very liberal city for him to be in. The fucking gameplay they play is very, you know, very well tailored to his game. He would be an ultimate backup in that team. Fuck yeah. And he's taller than Russell Wilson too, so it's just like you can have a split back formation or fucking razor back, whatever yeah. you want to do with that. You know, like the, the possibilities are endless. And, you know, the, will the owner do it? No. Why? I mean, I get it to play devil's advocate business-wise, but it's just like, just come out and say it. Just be like, look, you know, hey, business-wise we're not doing it because of this, you know. But it's just like, man up and say that. Don't just, you know, pussyfoot around it and just be like, oh, we're looking at Tim Tebow and J- Jay Cutler instead. Yeah, that's such a slap in the face. Like, yeah. honestly, okay, look at a team like the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Vikings would never get him because Minnesota's pretty conservative up there. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is, like, that team is ready to, like, if you just wanted to win, you're not going to win with Sam Bradford. No. Like, that guy sucks. And... Colin Kaepernick would give you, like, a way better chance of, like, making it to the playoffs, making it to the Super Bowl. But you're not going to do it because you're so afraid. Like, everyone's so afraid of, like, being – I don't know if it's their, that they're being criticized, but, like, I don't understand that whole, like, we're willing to sign these terrible-ass people but not Colin Kaepernick because, like, people don't like them. And that's the fucked up thing about our culture, man. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to say, too, is is – I think what will help him, you know, throughout this season 
And I think Marshawn Lynch started it when he started to sit down for the national anthem. Yeah. And then I think uh, uh, Bennett, he yeah. started to do it too. Michael Bennett and like other players, like if they join in on that, um, then Dude, they okay. have they have to be like superstar players. I feel like Michael Bennett. Anytime you hear the Bennett brothers, even though. Uh, Martellus Bennett plays for the Packers now. Like, I still love that guy. Like, that guy is a guy that if you ever just YouTube his interviews. Oh, yeah. Like, YouTube any of the Bennett Brothers interviews. Like, they they speak the truth. They're really well-spoken people. You know, not so much Marshawn Lynch because he doesn't say anything. And <laughs> he doesn't. And it's just like, he's not a very good interview. He doesn't the, have to, though. Yeah, but the Bennett Brothers, they know what they're talking about. And they're really well-spoken. And they're, you know, like... That's one of the things that the NFL doesn't have. They don't have a real face because if you look at the face of the NFL, it's like it's Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is like this robot who like is a big Trump supporter. And I mean, he is he is yeah. a big Trump supporter. So it's just like that doesn't work. You know, it's it's not like the NBA where it's like love or hate LeBron James. Like he still shows up to a pregame wearing a I can't breathe shirt. Yeah, and like. You know, like love him or hate him, that's still a good statement. Like, a, like he's very progressive thinking about that. Um, so, and you know, he's also the face of the the League. NBA. Yeah. yeah. So it's like along with maybe Steph Curry and and Kevin Durant, like those three guys. Which I love what Kevin Durant said. He goes, if you know, they get if the Warriors get invited to the White House, he goes, I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, we don't. He's not our president. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, guys, like, like, the NBA is always a little more progressive than the NFL yeah. because they have, like, their main athletes are outspoken. You know, it's not like all of a sudden, no one's going to cut LeBron James because that guy will be signed 10 seconds later. Hell yeah. 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 Clay, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson might have to wait. <laughs> he might have to wait a day. But, um, come to LA, baby. But, like, all those guys, like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant wouldn't last a second on the open market. Like, Mega can come out and say, like, like all these bad things about Trump, and, like, Warrior fans will love him. Any team, like, that guy can end up on the Timberwolves. Timberwolves will love him. Anyway, any team. Because uh, NBA players have that power. And the NFL, you know, the owners have all the power. You can get cut. You can get replaced. You can, you know, like, I don't know. The NFL's a weird place. But the NFL's kind of, like, more... Well, feels more like the real world, real world in a weird way. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Do you want to talk about anything else? Um, I think we covered. It. I think we covered everything. I do want to just really quickly um, kind of mention it earlier, but shout out to Martin's Meat Market again and Martin for being uh, so organized and like and like the local progressive groups. The I don't know if it's like the Young Democrats or something, but uh, he organizes a lot of people here in town, and that's really cool. So shout out to Martin's Meat Market, and Martin Chavez. So. How I kind of want to end this podcast is like what like solution wise how how can our generation fix this uh, racial gap that's this widening in your opinion? Um, I would say that education is the most important thing ever. There is no greater enemy on the face of the earth besides ignorance. Uh, know your history, know your government, your local government know the people around you, know your neighbors, learn, you know, speak to people that don't look like you, learn about their cultures, learn, learn, be, be hungry when it comes to learning, mm-hmm. travel the world, see everything, like, like, I have that ambition to want to learn things, you know, like, because if you just stay stagnant and you don't want to learn and you want to just 
be surrounded by you know people that look like you and the places that you're already comfortable with it's, it's gonna be a small and shitty world and I, I feel like you know you know I feel like even people that people that uh, that are already very angry and and hate people because of the the color of their skin or their sexual preference or or whatever it may be their religion like they're probably people that aren't very well traveled very well educated very world cultured so I don't know education I would say is the solution for me my 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 opinion and to me I'll kind of go the opposite route I mean I fully agree with what you said but for me I'll go the opposite route um, just kind of turn off your brain when, when you see somebody you know don't have any kind of um, preconceived notions about them don't you know think that everybody in that uh, class is going to be the same you know as what you see on TV or even you know what you see out in the grocery store or whatever you know to me just turn off your brain and however that person presents yourself to them you know go from there you know and try to to me you know I try to make friends with everybody I meet you know unless you treat me like an asshole I'm not going to treat you like an asshole you know and, you know, and, and I mean, that reflects on my daily life, you know. I'm dating, you know, a full-blooded Mexican uh, girlfriend. Um, my best friend right here, you're Mexican, you know. Oh, God, man, at work, at my real job, my closest friends there, you know, is a black lady, a 50-year-old black lady. And, you know, a 40-year-old Mexican dude um, at the gym, you know, my two closest friends there is a black dude there and, you know, a white guy. Um you know, and I'm half Mexican, half white. I really don't belong to any certain race, you know. But, you know, anywhere I go, you know, it's, you know, I I just turn everything off, you know. And however you come up to me, whatever kind of person you are to me, that's how I'm going to be to you, you know. And I think if more people start doing that, you know, and stop trying to live in these cliques. And I think that's a big thing, too. You know, people want to, you know, seclude themselves, start segregating themselves, you know you know, only, you know, associate themselves with one type of people or whatever, like, jump out of your comfort zone, you know, you might love it, and I already, I know I brought Stephanie up again, but I remember one time she posted this thing about how, you know, she was out of town somewhere, and she walked up to this uh, group of black dudes that were playing dominoes or something like that, so she went to the store across the street, bought some chips, and asked them, you know, hey, do you mind if I play dominoes with you, yeah. and she said she had the time of her life, you know, and I'm, yeah. pre- I'm probably paraphrasing all that right there but i thought that was like one of the coolest things ever and it's just like you can't you know, i could have started reading stephanie's post i know i was like i mean it was more around the time like when trump was like around or like or you know she was making she was more vocal on facebook or whatever yeah. but i was like damn you know like you know most people wouldn't do that you know yeah. and i mean sometimes you know you just got to take that leap of faith you know and I, you know, you meet some of the greatest people ever. You know, like I said, my mom is one of the most perfect examples of that. When 9-11 happened, she was such a Fox News, like, <laughs> supporter. You know, one of those, like, atypical, like, you know, all Muslims are bad. And to this day, like, right as of tomorrow, I'm sure she's going to call me and tell me something about her friend Al and how he, um, you know, did something. And it was she thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. And that guy couldn't be no more, more different from my mom. And he's Muslim, you know, but, you know, they just have this, like, great, like, friendship, you know, like, genuine friendship where, like, he'll buy her a birthday present. Like, he'll, she'll go buy him a Christmas present, even though he doesn't, like, celebrate Christmas. 
or like Easter, like she'll go take him a plate of food or whatever, or he'll like get like a plate of food from his wife and you know share it with her. And it's just like those are beautiful things. Like, yeah. And that's and that's just like how like America should be, where like it's like we're sharing culture, we're sharing humanity with people, and not dividing. We're fucking just coming together and becoming greater. Because to me, that's what America. That what that's what made America great is that you have all these different cultures coming together giving us the best ideas you know we're not excluding anybody and you know we became powerful we became you know juggernauts in culture and it's all because of those ideals right there not because we're going to divide ourselves and put ourselves in little groups and think that one group's better than the other because at the end of the day fucking we're all the same man yeah, and I would say also don't confuse life experiences with the internet and television. Like watching Fox News isn't an a, an actual life experience. <laughs> no, like that's just like complete garbage. You know, when I said go out and travel the world, go out talk to people that don't look like you, go go meet people with a different religious background than you, different like sexual preferences all of a sudden the world is a lot less scary because you, you see people for what they are mm-hmm. and you're actually educating yourself yeah um, and and not to get religious or anything but you know Jesus said himself you know love thy neighbor as, your, thy, as yourself and fucking <laughs> I'm getting religious here I'm saying the F word Jesus my neighbor <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's dad. Yeah. Oh, that's really deep. Yeah. It's Shut up. <laughs> no, but yeah, he said, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin, you know, and like that. I mean, you don't have to agree with someone's lifestyle, but just see what kind of person they are, and then go from there. Yeah. That sounds good to me. So, on that note, got anything? Uh, mm, shout out to Grill Mall. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty tired. Anyways, uh, hope I hope we didn't put y'all to sleep today. Promise we'll talk about puppies or something uh, next week. Yep. Next next one we're just gonna talk about fucking smashing watermelons with giant hammers. Gallagher, motherfucker. Gallagher style. Rest in peace, Gallagher. He's dead? No, he's not. He's alive. He's good. Oh fuck! I almost had like my white moment there. Like we're all like, oh Gallagher, he's a national treasure. Him. Die. <laughs> <laughs> he's hey, on, he's on life support. He's good. Oh no! But for reals though, like shout out to Ric Flair. Like hopefully he pulls through. He's a what? Ric Flair? Dude, Ric Flair is like a, like yeah like a bunch of problems, man. A bunch oh, of organ failures, man. Oh my god! I feel so bad right now. Why? Nah, I picked Ric Flair in my fantasy football league to Today. represent me. Dude, I wouldn't pick anybody else right now. Okay. All right. You did good. All right. Shout out to Ric Flair. Woo! All right. Good night. <laughs> Bye, guys.